Hello, you beautiful little bastards. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've had a really big break and I didn't mean to. Basically, I, I won't bore you to death. We'll get on with it. Today's going to be about birth plans, by the way. But um, let me just let me just rewind that. Hello, I'm Faye. Welcome to the Moon and Stars Hypnobirthing Podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about birth plans. We are going to create a birth plan together. So you might want to get a pen, a paper, piece of paper and just write some notes, and then by the end of it, you'll be all clued up on your birth plan, if you want to do one. So I've had a bit of a break. I've I've been so crazy busy in my other business. So I, I do coach hypnobirthing teachers um, and teach them how to get clients and how to do all the things that I do. And I've recently created an app for hypnobirthing teachers. So that's just literally like taken over my whole entire life. So I do apologise for the um, break. I'm actually recording this. I normally record the episodes at night when it's all quiet. So there might be background noise, but I just thought you'd rather an episode with a bit of background noise over nothing, wouldn't you? So hello, my loves. Welcome. It is what? What is the date? I don't even know. It's like November the 12th. So let's get into birth plans. So I'm going to take you through, I've got a little, um, if you go to my Instagram, if you go to the link in my bio, you can download like a PDF version of my birth plan masterclass. So have a little look at that. I might even just record one. I might record one and just put it on there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, so let's go. So the first page is how how to create your birth plan, A, B, C and D, which might seem a bit extreme, but bear with me. The environment you give birth in is hugely important. Some key factors that are conducive to a smooth labour and birth are feeling calm, being comfortable, feeling safe, a sense of privacy, dim lighting, quiet, freedom to move around and not being sort of forced to lay on your back, basically. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, you'll know why all of those things are important. But basically for labour to work, for birth and labour to work really smoothly and efficiently, we need lots of the hormone oxytocin. And oxytocin likes a calm, cosy, date night vibe environment. Oxytocin is the key to a smooth and efficient labour. This is the hormone that facilitates labour and makes your uterus contract, which causes your cervix to soften, thin and open enough for your baby to pass through. The more you have, the better your labour will be. You can produce more oxytocin when your environment feels safe, dark, warm, private, comfortable. Sorry, I've got a really croaky voice. I don't know why. This is because we are mammals and our brains are wired to give birth in that kind of environment as it's deemed the safest way. You can boost your oxytocin production via your senses with anything that feels familiar. Smell. Have your favourite scent with you via a room spray, a pillow spray, diffuser, bringing your pillow to the hospital. Hearing. Create a labour playlist of all your favourite songs you associate with favourite memories or listen to relaxation mp3s. Sight. Have photos, watch videos of your favourite memories, places, people, um, so that you've got some sort of familiar items and things that you can see especially if you're in a hospital. You can also make a birth vision board, which I really like, but um, this is where my woo-woo side comes out a little bit, guys. But I love it. I created one when I was pregnant, and it was just a um, a collage of really nice, positive photos and images of birth and sort of how I wanted my birth to be. So I had a picture of um, 
a woman in a birth pool with gas and air because that's what I wanted so that I could just focus on that when I was in labour and be like, no, come on, that's what you want. Um, and then I had like Im- just really nice images of birth basically and that process itself is quite beneficial because when you're actively searching for positive images of birth you kind of replace some of the probably negative images that you've got in your mind um so it's it's quite a nice exercise but obviously you've got to be careful because what I don't want is people really fixating on this one type of birth experience because who knows what could happen so it's really important to you know, you can do these exercises and do these things, but you have to bear in mind that it might not go out, might not go that way. So th- this is why I like to have a plan A, B, C and D, because if something else happens, you've still got a little bit of control of the situation because you know what you want. So I'll explain more as we go through. But it's nice to do like a birth vision board. But yeah, just don't be fixating on that shit. Like you've got to be prepared to be flexible. You know what I'm saying? So uh, what else? Uh, sight. Oh, and dim the lighting. Um, to produce more oxytocin no bright lights for birth bright lights are not um oxytocin's friend touch light stroking massage kissing or cuddling is really beneficial as well because that helps you produce oxytocin unless you're a weirdo like me you don't really like being touched at the best of times when i was in labor i didn't i didn't even want to be looked at let alone stroked um <laughs> but some people love it so you know it's up to you um and I've got just my picture of my birth vision board here, which you guys obviously can't see. But if you head to my Instagram page, you can download what I'm talking about, what I'm going through here. So the other thing you want to think about for your birth plan is your pain relief options. Now, I think it's a really good idea to research them so that you know what's going down. So that when you're in labour and you're thinking about what you want, you already know the pros and cons. If you don't know, then you've got to try and think about it when you're in labour and no one wants that. So your pain relief options here in the UK... You've got gas and air, water, the birth pool, epidural, birth ball, pethidine, or similar, there's uh, sometimes called diamorphine, and TENS machine. Now, a TENS machine is um, like a little battery-operated device, and it's got four wires with sticky pads on the end that you put on your back, so you put the four sticky patches on your back, and then you press the buttons on the TENS machine and it sends electrical, I don't know what you call it, pulses to your back. It doesn't hurt, but it's just a bit of a strange sensation and it tricks your brain. So you, as you have a contraction, you press the button on the TENS machine and the, the sensation from the TENS machine goes to your brain quicker than the contraction can get to your brain. So your brain's like, what the fuck is going on? It gets all discombobulated and then the pain of the contraction feels a bit less. I've not tried it myself, but I know lots of people that have and they've absolutely sworn it was amazing. So have a little look into that. Gas and air, I used gas and air for both my labours. Um, I mean, I liked it, but I thought it would be a bit better. I'm not going to lie to you because you know how we don't lie here. It took the edge off, but I was, yeah, I thought it would be better. But I did like it. Some people don't like it because it can make them feel sick, can make your mouth very dry. Um, some people just don't think it works at all, whereas other people say it's the best thing they ever did. So give it a go if you want to and see what you think. I've got, if you go to my Instagram page, there's I did a whole pain relief series with loads of details about each option with the pros and cons. So head there and have a look because there's loads of information there. Um, yeah. The main things to think about for your birth plan where where do you want to give birth is it home midwife led unit birth center hospital or a free birth um all of those are valid options and all of them are completely up to you um environment preferences so do you want music how do you want the lighting to be 
what sort of monitoring are you are you sort of happy to have um because there's different ways baby's heartbeat can be monitored so discuss it with your midwife do you want vaginal examinations or not they're not compulsory it's completely up to you comfort measures birth ball relaxation mp3s breathing essential oils massages think about anything that you want that will help you feel a bit more comfortable pain relief what would you like do you want to be offered or would you prefer to ask if you want it who do you want to be with you in your birth space how do you want to give birth do you want to be in a pool or on dry land or would you like a cesarean which is also something that you can totally request how do you feel about interventions such as augmentation of labour, breaking of your waters, forceps, or ventus? So when I said they're augmentation of labour, I'm aware a lot of people might not know what I'm going on about. That is when, for whatever reason, labour's taken quite a long time, or just there might there's quite a few reasons it might happen. But it's basically when you're given a drip of syntocin on, or if you're in America, pitocin, to um, bring your contractions on. Um, so. And, you know, it's completely your choice whether you have that or not. So think about how you feel about that. Post-birth, how do you want your placenta to be? Um, like, how do you want to birth that? Do you want that to be physiologically with no injection? Or do you want the injection of syntocin to help it along? It's up to you. Um, again, if you go to my Instagram page, there's loads of information about it there. Uh, cord clamping, do you want delayed cord clamping? Gender reveal, if you don't know the gender, do you want to... Um, find out yourself uh, skin to skin do you want that immediately I mean really it should just be a, a given but it's not always how do you feel about vitamin k which is offered to all babies um, when they're born and bottle or breastfeeding so just have a little think about those things the third stage of labor the first stage of labor is when you expel your placenta I never know what to say birth deliver I don't know Anyway, this can be done two ways, either by something known as active management or physiological management. So you can have active management, which is when you're given an injection to help with the placenta. Um, it's normally given in the thigh, like sort of just as you give birth. Or you can have physiological management, which is no injection is given. The cord is clamped and cut once it has stopped pulsing. You push the placenta out with contractions, which can take up to an hour or longer, but it's completely normal. Um... To be honest with you, a lot of hospitals in the UK, a lot of hospitals aren't actually very comfortable with this and they'd much rather active management. Um, so have a, have a chat with your midwife about the options there, but it is completely up to you. When So with delayed cord clamping or optimal cord clamping, when the clamping and cutting of the cord is delayed until it stops pulsating, the baby receives up to 30% more nutrients, blood and iron supplies, which they can store for up to six months. This is obviously very beneficial and should be facilitated if you wish. The NICE guidelines recommend that cord clamping is delayed by one to five minutes, but you can request to wait until the cord stops pulsating, which can be longer than five minutes. So that might be something you want to think about. Delayed cord clamping can still be facilitated with a cesarean birth. The only reason it might not be able to be done is if you or your baby need urgent medical assistance. So skin to skin after baby's born. The first hour after your baby is born is called the golden hour and you should be left alone with your baby. I want you to say golden shower then, sorry. I'm so immature. 
Um, sorry, this is actually really beautiful. So after it's called the golden hour and you should be left alone with your baby and your birth partner for at least one hour to bond and get to know your baby and quite frankly, just stare at them. That's all I did. You just stare at them like, wow, um, I made this. I made this. Skin to skin is magical for babies um, and helps make baby feel safe, secure and loved. It regulates their heart rate, their temperature and their blood sugar levels makes baby feel calm, helps you produce milk, lowers stress for you and your baby, promotes bonding for you and your birth partner. Um, and yeah, just, it's just the best. Did I say that it regulates baby's temperature? Yeah, helps them digest the milk um, and store the calories as well. So it actually helps them grow. I think I've said that before. So yeah, you can request immediate skin to skin with your baby before they are weighed or cleaned up because that shit can wait. Like, you don't need to do that immediately. Just cuddle your baby and just like look at them. Um, vitamin K is offered to all newborns here in the UK to prevent a rare but serious blood clotting disorder called vitamin K deficiency bleeding. Babies are born with a very small amount of vitamin K, so supplements it can help prevent this disorder. I recommend reading up on the research and info by Dr. Sarah Wickham. She's amazing. So just Google her and vitamin K and loads of stuff will come up. Vitamin K can be given via an injection or orally. When given orally, the baby will be given drops in several doses over the first few weeks. It's up to you if your baby has vitamin K and it's up to you how your baby receives it. Most babies who experience vitamin K disorder will recover, especially if they're treated quickly. So if you decide to decline vitamin K, sure you know the signs and get urgent medical care. Oral vitamin K is less effective than the injection, but still more effective than no vitamin K. So there you go. That's the things you've got to think about for your birth plan. Now I've got a little template thing here that I'll go through with you. So we've got your, like, okay, so let's do this together. So grab your pens and paper and put your name and your birth partner's name. And think of your plan A. So your dream birth scenario. Where do you want to give birth? What is the environment like? What equipment would you like? As in birth pools, birth balls, birth bean bags. Like have a little think about that pain relief what do you think you'd like would you like to be offered or pain relief or would you prefer to ask if you require it do you want to be reminded of your imp- sorry do you want to be reminded of your preferences and encouraged labor positions would you like to be mobile and moving around monitoring discuss this with your midwife if and how you'd like the baby's heartbeat to be monitored throughout your labor and decide which you'd prefer you might be told you have to have continuous CTG monitoring and be strapped in, but this can be done other ways that mean you can move around more freely. Vaginal examinations. Are you fine with having these or would you prefer not to? You do not have to have a vaginal examination if you don't want to, and no is a complete answer. Second stage. Would you like to be coached to push or use your breathing techniques and go with your body? Third stage. So this is the placenta. Active management or physiological. After the birth, would you like today to cord clamping? Would you like vitamin K for your baby? Undisturbed skin to skin? And would you like any help with feeding? Student midwives and doctors in training. How do you feel about that? Are you okay with them being present? Or would you prefer not? Plan B. Think about what you'd like if you can't give birth in your plan A place. Most things should still be able to remain the same. You can request a private room if you're on a ward for part of your labour. And you can ask if they have any pools available. If you don't 
Um, if you can't have a water birth, think about using a birth ball and getting into optimum positions that way. Plan C. So, for example, I've done here an induction, assisted delivery or caesarean birth. Environment. If your labour is induced, you can still have dim lighting, your smells, your pillow, MP3 music, all of that jazz. Equipment. You can ask to use a birth ball, other equipment, and you might still be able to get in the pool. Pain relief. You can say that you can say that you will ask for pain relief when you want to. If you have an epidural, you can ask your midwife to assist you if you want to feel your baby being born, and they can advise you how to do this. Second stage, if you have an epidural, you can ask to be able to feel the pushing stage. Your midwife should be able to support you with this. Third stage, delayed cordial camping can be facilitated in most scenarios unless you or your baby need medical assistance. Immediate skin to skin should also be facilitated unless there is a medical reason not to. You can request who does a gender reveal if you don't already know. In the event of an unplanned caesarean, you can request to have music playing and or your relaxation MP3s. The lights to be as dim as possible to facilitate the production of oxytocin. Immediate skin to skin unless there is an urgent medical reason not to. You can request the surgeons to talk you through what's happening or not, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. Have your hospital gown on so it opens from the front to enable you skin to skin more easily with your baby. The electrodes can be placed on one side so as not to interfere with breastfeeding skin to skin. Delayed cord camping can still be facilitated or a lotus birth if you want, which is when the placenta stays attached to the umbilical cord um, and the umbilical cord isn't cut. The screen can be lowered if you'd like to see a baby being born if you're not squeamish. If you know you are having a planned cesarean, you can discuss all of the above beforehand. Plan D. If you're in a situation, oh, this is for COVID, I don't really know if this will happen again, but I'll, I'll mention it anyway. If you're in a situation where you have to give birth without your partner due to COVID, here are some things that can help. Think about which ones you'd like or anything else that you feel may help you feel calmer and or more positive. Remember, if this happens, you will have highly skilled midwives with you to support you. Bring a pillowcase from home. Familiar smells can help you feel a lot calmer and more relaxed. Have a recording of your partner's voice and listen to them. This could be them saying encouraging words, being silly, singing, reading, saying affirmations, reading a relaxation script, anything you want really. Have your birth partner with you virtually on FaceTime. I know it's not the same as them there in real life, but thank goodness for this modern technology. Wear, wear or bring an item of their clothing with you to the hospital. Dim lighting and music or relaxation MP3s can really help labour progress as you release more oxytocin, which is the hormone that facilitates labour. Use your brain. So this is an acronym which stands for benefits, risks, alternatives, intuition and nothing. If at any point during your pregnancy or labour you are asked to make a decision about something, you can use this framework to help you. Ask what the benefits and risks are of doing XYZ and what the benefits and risks are of not doing XYZ. You can then ask what the alternatives or options are. One of these might be better. And then use the facts and your intuition to weigh it all up. And it's for nothing, which means if it's safe to do so, ask for some time to think about the scenario and make your decision. Obviously, only if it's safe to do that. So, there you go. That is the birth plan masterclass in a sort of a... Did that quite quickly because basically my children are about to come home any moment now, so I've just sort of whizzed through that. But I hope that's really helpful for you. Let me know if you've got any questions. You can just send me a DM on Instagram. Um... And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I love you all. If you want to leave me a review, I'm always grateful. Or a little five stars, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
it just helps me more people get to listen to the podcast if the more it's reviewed so thank you so much my loves thank you for all your messages i've had a lot since i've been uh, having this little break but um yes um i hope that's helpful i love you all i will try and get another episode in very very shortly but i don't know because things are just crazy in my world but um i love you all thank you so much good luck and do send me your birth stories because i love it man send me them on uh, instagram dm me moon and stars